This is a podcast made for RMIT University in Melbourne, Australia. I'm Gary Barker. In this episode, we talk about a new RMIT program called Everyone Can Code. It's a collaboration between Apple and RMIT University that launches the first Apple app development program in Australia. It employs Swift, an Apple-designed coding language launched in 2014 and quickly adopted by U.S. colleges and universities and developers all over the place. The Swift Curriculum, a full-year course in professional app development designed and supported by Apple engineers and educators has now been introduced to 20 universities outside the US, among them RMIT, the first Australian university to join the movement. It was officially launched in Melbourne by Lisa Jackson, Apple's Vice President of Environment, Policy and Social Initiatives, and she's also responsible for Apple's education policy programs. I spoke with her at the launch. Lisa Jackson, Apple has joined forces with RMIT. Tell us about it. What's it do? What's it doing? (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm here today uh, because Apple announced today with RMIT a partnership to teach app development with Swift, which is a lot of words. Um, Swift is the programming language that Apple develops from scratch. And like our hardware, the idea was to come up with a language that would make it so everyone can code. Uh, The idea that it would be approachable, that you wouldn't have to be a computer science major, that someone who was in the middle of their career or just the beginning of their career but wanted to incorporate technology could approach it. So it's simple, it's intuitive, it's written in pretty plain language. And then we started looking around for who could teach such a course, who would see the value in it. We've partnered with some community college, vocational schools in the United States, but as we started to think about taking that international, we we developed um, this first-of-a-kind partnership with RMIT, which um, is going to result in students taking the classes here uh, for credit, but also online uh, for some students to take courses on scholarship and some teachers to come and learn how to teach the class to their own students. So really, essentially, you're building the future, aren't you? Because <laughs> apps seem to be enormously powerful and they're just proliferating. That's right. You know, the App Store was developed by Apple in 2008. So in less than 10 years, there are now over 2 million apps on the App Store. And a lot of people can't remember back to the day when you went into a store and you pulled these big boxes of software off the shelf and had to go home and put it on your computer. Right now, the powerful computer that is your smartphone, that is your iPhone, runs it runs everything on applications. And most of them are in the app store developed by people like you and I, entrepreneurs and folks who maybe aren't making it to just make money, but because they see a need and they developed an application for it. So yeah, we think it is the future, but it's also right now. Um, the other great thing about the program is that you won't, you know, in six months, you could graduate and know how to write an app. After your first few classes, you'd be able to write your first app. All of that is down to the way Swift was designed, though, isn't it? It really is. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I uh, I wish I could take any amount of credit for that, but of course I cannot. <laughs> but speaking for the very brilliant uh, code writers and engineers who came up with it, the idea, and it really is inspirational. So like so much of Apple 
was that it would be simple, that people would be able to pick it up and use it. And our first Swift uh, classes are actually a game. It's an app <laughs> called Swift Playgrounds. If you own an iPad, you can download the Swift Playgrounds app from the App Store for free, and your child can begin, or you can begin learning how to write real code, real language in Swift by playing a game. Yeah, that kind of, you've got an app to build an app. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> and they're starting to proliferate. <laughs> Why RMIT? You know, RMIT is unique in many ways in that it embodies higher education. So you can come here and go to get your four-year degree, your PhD, but also vocational education. And one of the places where we've seen real interest in the United States is in that vocational space. Vocational schools are traditionally where you come to learn something on a one or two-year Year program, or if you're already in your career or mid-career, to change, to learn a new skill. And really, coding, um, it's a skill. It's, it's an accessory. It's a tool that can help you um, in your career. But it, for many people, it's not the last thing they want to learn. It's one of the tools that they want to learn when they come. And so RMIT has a long history with Apple. Uh, our folks in the education program knew um, them well, and we really like the idea that they've developed such a comprehensive and really inclusive program, sort of putting the everyone in everyone can code. So the future is going to be pretty much in the palm of your hand. I mean, it all started with the iPhone, didn't it? That was where it began? Absolutely. Yeah, you know, the the future, the power of computing, the power of a tool um, that, as Steve Jobs envisioned it, were they would be the best products in the world because they would empower people to enrich their lives. And I think uh, for those of us at Apple, that inspires us every day. I get to have the fun job of coming to wonderful places, my first time in Australia, but to meet people who want to be part of that because they want to help their own communities do better. And I think the other part at RMIT, having met the vice chancellor here, is that you know this is very much seeing what role a, a university, a great school can play in a community. Yeah, I was there the day that uh, Steve Jobs held up the phone and said just one more thing one more thing yeah. and that was enormously exciting because everybody in that room suddenly understood that the world had shifted it was just dramatic. Yeah, there aren't many times, I guess, where you kind of realize it in real time, the shifts that are happening. But, you know, I um, not too long ago, I went back and just watched the video that just, because I think it's really important for us to, to realize that for a lot of people, that can also be very frightening. The world changed a lot mm. in 10 years. Yes. Um, and so it's our responsibility as Apple, as a company, to make sure that we're not leaving people behind, that it's not just technology for those you know who are really smart it's technology for everyone and everyone has a story to tell and everyone can use technology to tell it and swift being relatively you know i won't use the word simple but easy to understand <laughs> would be of great advantage to just somebody who living at home could be a grandmother absolutely come to that. <laughs> yeah i'm getting close to that myself someday but uh <laughs> yeah absolutely you know the idea is uh 
um, there are great stories about the iPad, you know, with uh, very young children. Uh, someone told a story today about their child trying to walk up to a TV screen and swipe away because they were so used to the iPad. But also children and adults who have autism and how intuitive it is. The idea, the, the idea of Apple is that it's designed to just work, that you know how to use it. And Swift is the same way. Now, I don't want to act like you can learn to code without understanding any of the concepts of coding, but to take the minds at Apple and say, how do we de take the mystery away and make it so this coding feels approachable, like learning any language. It's hard, but it's it can be fun and it can be really empowering. So it's a game that you play and that gives that makes ease of access doesn't it <laughs> well the game is for uh kids starting about uh 12 years old uh -huh. but here at rmit we're going to be a little tougher uh it's a an actual course called app development with swift so it's not in the form of a game um you can start the swift playgrounds app around 12 years old i've seen kids a little younger but then the idea was what is what about as people finish and they're ready to go to tertiary school or vocational school um and here you take an actual course and you learn how to design an app um, and what makes a good app, but you also learn the coding you need to make it work right. But it the beginning you need an idea don't you <laughs> every everything starts with a great idea absolutely and many of the most successful apps in the app store have been quite simple ideas but they've been suddenly somebody says gee i need i need that yeah well the app store for some apps is uh just a it's a store you know i often remind people our kids buy a lot online but a store is a place where you come to get the things you need so what the app store does is present the ideas of the world out there in a marketplace where you can find and purchase the thing you need. And so the key is to develop the app that people need and want. And I agree. I think the best apps, some of the best ones are people's passions or people's, you know, some smart person saying, hey, I think the world needs this. But as we go on in the world, you know, robotics, autonomous vehicles, things like that, the market for apps to take advantage of that must, must increase, mustn't it? No, oh, I think Tim uh, always says that he feels very strongly that the future of the app store is, you know, is is strong because people's need to be able to interact with technology is strong. And I, uh, you know, one of the great things to watch um, recently has been the introduction of new technology and how Apple brings that so naturally to the app store. So um, augmented reality, something uh, Apple's very keen on right now. There's an AR kit for Apple app developers. Siri. There's a Siri kit for app developers. Music. There's a music kit. So you can incorporate music and voice control and augmented reality into your apps. So the other thing that I love is that the app store provides a really simple way to include the latest technology in the thing you're trying to, to put, put into the world. And augmented reality looks like the latest goer. <laughs> well, I know Tim uh, and uh, we at Apple feel very, very much that augmented reality allows you to still be part of the community, but to add to it. So you're, it is, it is a place where we're investing a lot of time and effort. So finally, where do you see the world going? Is there a vision that you and Apple have about where it's going to be? I, you know, I don't. I think the beautiful thing about Apple is that in many ways, um, the original vision has never changed, which is that technology is not the end. Hmm. Technology is the tool 
tool that brings out the best in humanity. You know, Steve said technology and the liberal arts combined are what make the heart sing. So I think we'll continue to be uh, focused, and and I don't want to lose the thread about RMIT, but with students and educators and people who see technology as something that lifts up mankind and our communities. Lisa Jackson, thank you so much. Really an honor to speak with you. Thank you, Gary.